Hello everybody, my name is Christopher Gunther, and welcome to episode 9 of Ring That Damn Bell. We are live here in Boston, Massachusetts. It is currently Thursday, uh, January 3rd, 2013. It's the first show of 2013. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Alright, so we got lots of stuff to talk about from uh, Raw, from Impact, uh, nothing really to talk about Ring Water, because they did a... Just a recap show. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, but uh, just like every other show, you know, every episode that we do, I have stuff to talk about at the very beginning of the show. So, before we get to Raw, um, and we're not going to talk about the holiday episode of Raw, that's that's like a bad dream right there. I'm not even going to recap that. Anyways, so let's get to the stuff that I need to talk about first. The first thing I want to discuss is this concept that I have where it's going to go, it's called basically... Top 100 matches of 2013. And I want to just discuss to all of you um, how that's going to be accomplished. So first off, I've been keeping a rank between 1, sorry, not 1, 0 to 10. 10 being the best, 0 being god-awful of every single match. Uh, from WWE to TNA to Ring of Honor. So all three of those um, places because they're the only ones at this current moment that has a weekly weekly long, um, you know, television program, or at least sort of. I mean, I don't get Ring of Honor, but I can still view Ring of Honor online. So don't ask me how. I'm not going to say. Just try to do your best to find it yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they actually have it on their website. So if you go to Ring of Honor, uh, ROHwrestling.com, and you order, like, uh, for a couple dollars a month, you'll be able to watch all the episodes. But I will be catching up with that, and as you can tell from this episode, uh, I have a little bit of a, um, you know, a little bit of a recap. But the point is, is that these three wrestling promotions, I will have all their matches on a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, right? Have them all on a spreadsheet, and then basically throughout the whole entire year, I will rank them. And we started on January 1st, so this past week's Raw and this past week's Ring of Honor does not count. So the only show that really does count is TNA for this episode. But anyways, so keeping that count, and it's going to go all the way until the last pay-per-view, whether it's from uh, Ring of Honor, TNA, or WWE, till the last pay-per-view of the year. That's how far it's going to go, because if you watch the Christmas Eve episode of Raw, you'll know why the hell I'm never going to go continually go on till, you know, the actual end of the year. So that's what I'm going to do. So that's the whole entire concept. So if you want to, um, I don't know if you guys want me to, you know, every single month be like, hey, these are the top three matches of the month or whatever so far. And, you know, I don't know if you guys want me to do that. If you do, sweet. Um, but uh, tell me by emailing me at ringthatdambell at gmail.com. So that's basically the concept. So it started from January 1st all the way to the last pay-per-view of December. Whether it's from WWE, TNA, or Ring of Honor, whatever the last pay-per-view is, because I don't think any of them are stupid enough to do a pay-per-view during Christmas. So, all the way till then. So, the second thing I want to discuss, and I'm going to be posing this pretty early on my YouTube account as well, so that people know I'm there as well. Um, I want to pretty much get your feedback. Not by feedback as in, oh, your show sucks, dick. Um... I just said that I wasn't going to swear, but again, I did anyway, so whatever, who cares? Uh, whatever. Anyway, so, what I want to do is basically, 
if you have a question for me regarding uh, what I think about WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor, something that happened in the past in the WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor, or, you know, my thoughts on a current news story or whatever, if you want me to discuss something on the show, um, let me know. And you can let me know by doing two things. One, uh, emailing me, which is ringthatdambell at gmail.com. That's my email address, so you can ask me there. And the second one is through a YouTube clip that I posted on my YouTube page, which is youtube.com forward slash ring that damn bell. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, this is the actual clip. This is the actual clip. So if you want to ask me a question, you can either email me or leave a comment on this video. And, uh, you know, I will... I'm, I'm thinking that I'm not going to be posting any more videos about, hey, ask me questions, because that will be annoying as hell, right? Uh, so... If you want to ask me a question, whether it's, you know, a week from now or billions of years from now, holy hell, um, leave it on uh, this video. Uh, I'm going to be putting it on my YouTube homepage, uh, not my YouTube homepage, but my YouTube profile homepage. So every time when you open up my YouTube, you know, homepage, it will have this video. So, yeah, just ask me a question. Um, you know, I don't think that I'm going to be having loads of questions. I don't think I'm that damn popular. But, you know, um, at least for right now, I think I can answer anyone's questions. You know, why the hell not? So if you have a question, let me know um, through email, ring that damn bell at gmail.com, or on the YouTube clip where I discuss about, you know, answering questions and all that jazz. And you can find that at youtube.com forward slash ring that damn bell. Before we get into Raw, I want to actually ask you guys a question. And, you know, hopefully you guys will email me at ring that damn bell at gmail.com or just post any comments of this actual YouTube clip. Um, so, uh, several days before um, Raw actually aired, uh, they filmed Raw. And, you know, sometimes I read the spoilers. Um, usually I read the spoilers because I will totally forget the outcomes of all the matches because... My memory sucks. Um, so, you know, sometimes I like reading spoilers, see what's going to go on. I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, you know, I did that with Raw, technically. And, you know, I kind of forgot about all the matches and all that jazz. So, what I think just rubs me the wrong way is the fact that on Saturday, the night, you know, when Raw was being taped... WWE.com and their Twitter accounts just completely spoiled the outcome of the Intercontinental Championship match and pretty much spoiled to everyone that Wade Barrett won. And they're like, yeah, Wade Barrett won the Intercontinental title. Make sure you tune in this Monday to see how it was done. Well, but I, I don't see it. Honestly, why would you want, why would you want to watch it after that? You know, and that's, that, like, boggles my mind. So, for example, say there was this huge match that was going to happen, you know, and, you know, if you already know the outcome, and if it's, so, like, let me be Booker for, let me be the Booker for a second. So, I'm going to be switching the Intercontinental title from Kofi Kingston to Wade Barrett. And I'm going to do that, and it's, pre, it's pre-recorded. So, it already happened. Do I spoil it? Or do I hype up the match even more? To get better viewership. You know what I mean? I, I don't get, I don't get, you know, I don't get it. So, maybe you guys can, you know, tell me uh, through YouTube or whatever. What do you think about this? Is, is this a good strategy by WWE to completely spoil 
you know, championship, you know, things? Or should they utilize that as be like, wow, there's this huge thing that happens on the Intercontinental Championship match. Tune in on Monday. So, I don't know. And I, I think it's a little bit stupid because what are you going to do? You're going to spoil matches that has title ship, you know, match. Are you going to spoil titleship matches that have, you know, people who don't give the title to someone else? Are you going to spoil those as well? Because you're not. Now I'm going to expect from WWE.com, okay, whenever a championship, whenever you put a championship on someone else, that is when you're going to, you know, spoil it for me. If you have a title match and you didn't already spoil it for me, then I'm not, then, you know, they already got the title. So, I don't know. It's just so stupid. I think it's a bad business move, but what do you guys think? So let's begin the recap of this past Monday Night's Raw. Uh, we begin the show with Miss TV. Uh, the special guest was John Cena. Woo! You know, and we were told that this was actually Champion's Choice Night, which kind of, I don't know, kind of, you know, makes me think, well, what's the point of Night of Champions? You know what I mean? But I think, uh, but I think I'm being a little bit picky there, because... I don't know. I, I feel like if you're going to have a pay-per-view that's, you know, based on, you know, championship night, then, you know, you should, you know, uphold to that as once a year type of thing. Um, but, again, it was champion's choice, so I guess it kind of, you know, had a different, like, spin on it, I guess. But uh, whatever. So, again, John Cena comes out, does his Miz TV segment. Uh, you know, John Cena says that, you know, him and AJ Lee is over. So Miz replies with, really? 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 Uh, and apparently AJ and Ziggler invited Cena to the New Year's Toast, apparently, at the very end of the show. Yeah, because wrestling is definitely not important. Uh, so, you know, Cena says that he was invited and he will be there. Maybe they'll watch the ball drop. Maybe they'll watch something else drop. Maybe they'll watch someone else drop. Yeah, kind of a little bit giving away that something is going to drop on someone, so... Anyways, uh, then uh, the Team Rhodes Scholars comes out. Uh, they cut, you know, see it off. Uh, Sandow says, T.S. Elliott once said, this is how the world ends, not with a bang, but with a whimper. Silence! Silence! Um, yeah, I, I, I love, you know, the only good thing about this segment was Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. I really do like him. You know, John Cena, you know, I kind of understand the concept of John Cena. I'm kind of sick of, you know, his... PG, over-the-top attitude. I understand that. Um, I got one little thing to say, though. I do not like The Miz as a baby face anymore. I'm sorry. You know, I gave it a couple weeks. I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is because I feel that he feels like he needs to be more of a talk show host than a wrestler. That bothers me a little bit. Um, Because this is a wrestling show. You want to kick people's ass, not... Talk to people. That's not not your job. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be wrestling. You know? And it looks like The Miz cares more about being the most talked talk show guy on the, on the show. And, you know, maybe that would have worked, you know, with Abraham Washington. It didn't work with Abraham Look, I'm just saying that I do not like the gimmick. I really do not like... Uh, the Miz being a baby face, he, he sounds so annoying still. You know, when, when he was, you know, a heel, him being annoying, it worked. Him being a face and still annoying, doesn't really work. And now he doesn't even want to be a wrestler. He's like, 
wants to be a talk show host. He wants to be the next Dr. Phil. So, I don't know. I just don't like it. Um, maybe they got off this whole entire, you know, oh, let's make him, you know, want to be a talk show host. And maybe if they got rid of that, maybe I would like The Miz, but this doesn't really help at all. I don't like Miz TV. I don't like the talk show gimmick that he has in. I think it hurts him. I think it hurts him. doesn't help him whatsoever. So they go back and forth, you know, talking smack to each other between Miz and Cena and the Rhodes Scholars. And so John Cena decided, you know, bygones be bygones, and let's have a tag team match. And they just walk to the ring, and then Rhodes Scholars are like, what? And they're like, okay. So we have a tag team match as our first match between Miz and John Cena versus Rhodes Scholars. And the winners was, of course, Miz and John Cena. It was a fine match, you know, nothing very special about it. We go backstage to see a New Year's Eve party. By the way, on the live crowd, I think the majority did not see any of these. You know, for the majority. You know, the major part, they haven't seen any of these skits live. And I could probably see why, because if I was in the crowd, I'd be probably booing. Um, so Vicky is backstage at her New Year's Eve party, and she's talking to, you know, David Atunga, who says that, you know, um, he is going to have a great year in 2013. <clears throat> I know, it's... I know. Tried so hard not to laugh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Dolph Ziggler comes in and says that, you know, thank you for inviting him. And she says that she didn't invite him. And, you know, uh, Dolph Ziggler says they should bury the hatchet. And uh, Vicky decides to tell him, sure, let's bury the hatchet. You have a match against Sheamus tonight. All right. Uh, I guess that's great. Uh, then uh, we get a plug for the Raw 20th anniversary. So that's um, pretty good. Uh, they should have probably promoted that, you know, thing since, uh, TLC, but, uh, you know, at least they're starting to plug it somewhat. Uh, we return back to the New Year's Eve, you know, backstage thing, as CM Punk is telling Vicky that, you know, the fans are stupid, he has a doctor to explain his injury, and, you know, they talk about, you know, how, uh, Ryback should face the shield. You know, Vicky was, like, saying, well, that's not fair, and then Punk was like, well, it's not fair that, you know, everyone, you know is, you know, treating me like crap, so she's like, okay, we're going to put a handicap match between Ryback versus The Shield. Lovely. Um, then uh, we go back into the ring where uh, Antonio Cesaro, or Claudio, is, and he talks about him being United States champion in Washington, D.C., and he went through all over D.C. to find his right challenger, you know, the person that, because it's championship, you know, choose your... Challenger Championship, not Thursday, I, I don't even know what you call it. Basically, he can choose anyone he wants to, you know, face him for the United States Championship. So he decides that he's going to, you know, put his title online against Sergeant Slaughter. Who? So, of course, Antonio Cesaro won in this very quick, you know, match, um, you know, crowd booze, you know, whatever. Um, we go back from break to backstage where Team Hell No is, you know, pacing back and forth because they are upset that they can't fight the Shield now because that's what they were going to do for their tag team match. But all of a sudden you hear these loud cats, like, screeching loudly. And so, you know, Daniel Bryan was like, no! Not kidding. Daniel Bryan was like, what the hell is that? So he opens up the curtain and it's 3MB practicing their lovely, you know... Vocal cords. So Brian starts yelling yes, and it looks like, you know, that's their opponents for tonight. 
Lovely. Well, at least, you know, 3MB is actually getting a title shot. I do not like them, you know, screeching like cats, but hell, you know, whatever. Um, we go back to the uh, party again. Uh, Big Show walks up behind Ricardo Rodriguez, and basically, uh, Show tries to speak some Spanish to him. And he asks if Ricky would like a title shot tonight. And then, you know, you know, Ricky is like, but Show decides to pick him up and, you know, says, you're his opponent. That's it. You're my opponent. His opponent. Right. Um, we go and see Eve, who's insulting May, and she talks about how she has picked her opponent, because, you know, again, you can pick your opponent, and Eve has beaten everyone in the locker room, sort of, I guess. Uh, not, uh, the other Funkadacto, but who cares about them, right? Um, so, she decides that since she beat everyone in the locker room, she hasn't beaten May Young yet, so she picks May Young as her opponent. You know, great, great concept, great concept. You know, have have all the championships be defended on Raw. You know, have it all be defended and have them defend against old people. Lovely, great fucking job, WWE. <laughs> uh, so then we go back into the ring and it's Team Hell No versus Three uh, MB, uh, Heath Slater, and Drew McIntyre. So guess that Jinder Mahal does not deserve the title shot. So yeah. And I agree, because Jinder Mahal is, like, the least favorite character out of 3MB. I, I, I do not like Jinder Mahal, period. Um, so the winners, of course, is Team Hell No. Um, it's a pretty standard tag team match, you know, nothing special. Uh, we go and see, uh, you know, CM Punk comes out with his personal doctor and Paul Heyman. Uh, he's hobbling his way to the ring. Uh, Heyman takes the mic and first introduces CM Punk as the man who has held the title for an entire year. And a total of 407 days. And Punk says the same things, you know, has been saying, you know, people have been saying the same things for the past few weeks. You know, he's not the best in the world, or he's, you know, he's getting no respect, blah, 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 you know, all that crap. Punk gets his doctor, who says that he can't let Punk compete. You know, he, you can't compete, Punk. And Punk was like, but you told me backstage that you said I could compete. So we bring out Vince McMahon, because why the hell not? You know, we don't have a GM or anything, you know. Oh, sorry. We don't have a managing supervisor or anything, you know. So why don't you bring, you know, Vinnie Mac? Why the hell not? So Vince McMahon comes out. Uh, he says, Happy New Year to everyone, because, you know, because you actually give a crap, right? Right, Vince? Yeah. You, you give a crap of entertaining your fans, right? All the people in the crowd, you care about entertaining them? That's why you had Antonio Cesaro versus Sergeant Slaughter. Right. Um, you know, McMahon says that next week WWE doctors will examine Punk, and if he's cleared to compete, he will be in a TLC match with Ryback. Um, they go back and forth until Heyman steps in and says he is surprised the way McMahon is acting. Really? <laughs> really, Heyman? You're surprised that McMahon's acting like this? Really? Have you worked at WWE before? Anyway, so, um, you know... Hammond gives an Oscar-worthy performance running down Vince McMahon, and McMahon says, if Punk is no clear, not clear to compete next week, then Ryback will take on Paul Heyman. So, yeah, giving the fans what they want. Yeah, definitely. You are so damn good, Vince. We go to our next match, which is Dolph Ziggler versus Sheamus. Uh, Dolph Ziggler has, you know, Big E and AJ by his side. Um, you know... It ended in a no contest, so, you know, it's that type of match. 
Uh, Langston comes in and, uh, you know, gets on the apron. And, but the shield attacks Sheamus first. So Big E didn't have to do anything. The shield decides to come in and attack. So the shield attacks Sheamus and beat him down as Ziggler and Langston sit, at, sit it out. Uh, Sheamus almost fights him off, but until Reigns hits the spear and takes him down. We go backstage where Kofi is, and, uh, you know, he's trying to ask how Sheamus is. And Wade Barrett walks up to him and asks who Kofi Kingston is going to pick his opponent. Little Jimmy? You know, Hornswoggle? No. Uh, so Barrett asks him to defend his title against Barrett one more time. So Kofi decides, okay. And, of course, we all know what happens. You know, Kofi lost to Wade Barrett, which... Was a fine match, you know, nothing, you know, major, you know what I mean? So, anyways, um, I'm not going to discuss that match anymore. So, because we already talked about it. We go backstage to the party. Um, uh, well, first, actually, we go backstage to see CM Punk and Paul Heyman, you know, bickering backstage. And Brad Maddox walks up and asks for a job because, you know, he lost all of his opportunities, you know. He, he used up all of his lives, you know what I mean? He's May- he's he's Mario, so he lost all of his lives. Now he's asking for one more. Uh, you know, Hannah gets pissed at him and tells him to get out while Punk laughs in the background. You know, we go backstage and Mae Young is at the party and she looks very sick. So a doctor comes in and says that he needs to examine her. So they put her on the table and the doc says May can't compete tonight because she's pregnant. You think I'm joking, but I'm not. So she looks at the camera and says, not again, as we head to commercial. Jesus, Lord have mercy. Anyways, so we go back into the ring and Eve is going to the ring and she says, well, since that, you know, Mae Young can't compete tonight, I'm going to say that she forfeit, so I win. Whoopie-doo. Caitlyn then comes up tackling uh, Eve, and they take the fight outside. Uh, the ref is able to separate them for enough time so Eve can make her escape up the ramp. And, yeah, pretty much uh, there's no match. No match whatsoever. So I guess that, you know, whatever. We go backstage, and Ricardo is backstage with ADR. And Ricardo says he's going to win the title in Alberto Del Rio's honor. And Del Rio says nobody should be training Ricardo this bad, including himself. Del Rio gives, you know, Ricardo his black sh- scarf and the keys to the his car for the match. And eh, I guess that, you know, we're going to go back to a face, you know, for Alberto Del Rio. By the way, so to those of you who did not watch, you know, the holiday episode again, never going to talk about that. Not going to talk about it, period. End of story. Um... They pretty much turned Alberto Del Rio heel because he ran over Santa Claus. And now, apparently... Uh, he's back to being a phase again without, uh, whatever. It's, it's stupid. And then we go back outside. Uh, we're back in the third hour. So this is the third hour. This is where I'm supposed to give a crap. Um, Big Show versus Ricardo Rodriguez for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, not really much of a match. Um, you know, uh, Del Rio comes in and causes a DQ. Big Show wins. Um, Del Rio hits Show with a series of kicks before he... Hitting a big side kick right to the face of, you know, the big show. You know, there you go. Uh, then we have the Kofi Kingston versus Way Parrot match for the Intercontinental Championship. You know, Way Parrot won. Uh, it was a great match. It was, I'm going to say it. I'll just say it like a little briefly. It was a good match. 
know, very good match. Um, then we have more backstage stuff where Mae Young is, she's, you know, she's in labor. Lord have mercy. Uh, we come back from break and we see Mae Young in the party room giving freaking birth to not, oh, not, to not a hand, mind you. This is not, you know, this is not Mark Henry here. Come on now. Come on now. You know. Uh, so she gives birth to none other than Hornswoggle in a diaper and a sash. You know, what bothers me about this is not the fact that they did this. Well, actually, no, that bothers me as well. But what really bothers me is the fact that Michael Cole was just cracking up. Like, not even, like, real cracking up. This was, like, forced, like, laughing. Like, oh, my God, this is so funny. And I believe it was, like, something in the words of, like, Jerry Lawler said, you know, Sometimes I wish that the people in Mont- the hospital, pe- the hospital workers at Montreal, didn't revive me. I think Jerry Lawler said something into that case. And to that, I say cheers to Jerry Lawler for saying that. Because you know what, I wish that never took place, and I wish I never saw it. So then we have the Shield versus Ryback, and guess what? The match never took place. So you know, I guess that's how matches work. Uh, you know, Seamus comes out, um, you know, he takes out, you know, uh, the shield, right back, and Seamus are trying to take him out, and all of a sudden, Randy Orton's music hits, and he comes out to even the odds, and all three men and right back end up throwing, you know, throwing Rollins into Reigns on the outside of the ring, uh, you know, they send the shield running, so there you go. Then we see AJ and Dolph Ziggler, you know, preparing for their New Year's celebration. Uh, we go and come back. Ziggler, AJ, and Langston in his ring gear. It's in the ring. Uh, Ziggler says, Cena did not deserve to slam me for a superstar of the year. Cheers to that, motherfucker. Cheers for fucking that. Uh, you know, they talk about, you know, Cena's time in the past year. And, you know, obviously, <laughs> obviously, John Cena did not deserve that, you know, superstar of the year thing. So AJ gives a toast to Dolph, and they make out right after. John Cena music hits, and Langston is still standing on the aisle. Uh, Cena has a mic and says he did come out to fight. Uh, you know, he says Dolph Ziggler is right, and Ziggler asks him to repeat himself. Uh, you know, Cena shows a picture of AJ in a tux and Ziggler in a wedding dress. You know, lovely crap. Uh... Sorry, Langston was in a bridesmaid dress. Okay, you know, this is over-the-top, like, PG funny that I do not like. So, you know, eh, I, I don't like it. Whatever. Um, I don't even think kids like this. Like, if I was a kid, I probably wouldn't find this very funny either. I don't think I would have. Maybe I would have. I don't think so, though. Anyways... Um, Cena gives a pretty damn good promo, you know, how he is still the same after 10 years because his, you know, he hasn't changed in that time, which, you know, he'll be buried in jean shorts and a cap and, you know, lovely. Uh, and then Cena singles for what looks like feces to be dropped on Ziggler and AJ. And of course, Langston is in no hurry to get into the ring because, hello, it's shit, it's shit. So, yeah. Literally, they threw crap on Ziggler and AJ Lee to end the show. So, I'm going to say it. Uh, this Raw was crap. This past Monday Night's Raw, 
crap. Literally, even. Crap. It sucked. This was a terrible episode of Raw. And we all know why. It's because of this crap that... I'm, I'm like, hoping, like, this is, like, just not... This is not a trend. I'm hoping this is not a trend. I'm, like, going through Vince McMahon's dirty old sack of crap. Sometimes literally. Going in there and pulling out crap that they already done. Like, the May I'm pregnant scene, oh, geez, Lord have mercy. We already seen that. And that May I'm scene that we just saw this past Monday wasn't even funny. Not one damn bit. Not even one damn bit funny. And then you have freaking, you know, John Cena throwing crap on AJ Lee and Dolph Ziggler. Whoa, I wonder where we have seen that in the past, I don't know, six, seven years? <coughs> DX. <coughs> Jesus, Lord have mercy. I mean, I mean, come on. You know, the road to WrestleMania is coming up. You know, Royal Rumble is only a couple weeks away. I'm telling you, to all the writers who work there, you know, I want to be a writer for WWE when I grow up, you know, all that boo-boo-boo crap. But I'll just say, pick up your fucking ass. This is sucked ass. Totally bad. I don't even know if they were, I think, I think I was not even supposed to even watch this past week's moron. I'm thinking like I'm supposed to just completely ignore Christmas Eve and the New Year's Eve bras. Thinking, like, completely ignore them. I hope I'm, I'm. I hope this is only just for two weeks. If this happens next week, you definitely know I will be just as ballistic, just as angry. This shit needs to stop immediately. Anyways, you know, raw sucked. Um, hopefully, they do much better. And if they don't, well, then I guess that we know how WrestleMania is going to turn out. Let's go through uh, TNA Impact. Um, if I do miss one backstage segment, which I think I did because I was doing laundry, so that's how much I care about TNA. I'm kidding. I do care about TNA. I just needed to get clean clothes. Sorry. My bad. Uh-huh. So we begin with uh, the TNA Superstar of the Year Award. Um, I don't know if they do this every single year. I don't remember off the top of my head. Again, I, I started like watching TNA Again, like, religiously for, like, the past few weeks at the beginning of the show. So, you know, now now I feel more caught up. But uh, it will be the same way as when we do Ring of Honor next week. Uh, so, we begin with TNA Superstar of the Year. Uh, the nominees was Bully Ray, James Storm, Bobby Roo, uh, Cenaries, and Jeff Hardy. Guess who won? Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yeah, great to kiss some ass, TNA. Good job kissing ass. Not kidding. Um, I think that Jeff Hardy, it was a very close call between uh, Bully Ray, Austin Aries, or Jeff Hardy, my personal opinion. Um, I would have probably went with Austin Aries because, you know, we, we've already seen Jeff Hardy, you know, be a champion. we never seen Austin Aries be a champion before, and it, it was a great moment. Uh, so, uh, you know, Rude and Aries, you know, argue with each other, you know, just, you know, compete, like... Arguing with each other on who's superstar of the year. So Jeff Hardy announces that it should be Road, uh, sorry, Rude versus Aries versus Jeff Hardy at Genesis for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And, uh, you know, they knock off a part of, you know, Jeff Hardy's trophy, and that's it for that segment. Uh, we go backstage where we see James Storm, Christopher Daniels, and Kaz. Uh, Storm was about to get interviewed, but got interrupted by Daniels and Kaz. 
Uh, I thought this was actually a pretty funny segment. Um, and then uh, James Storm challenges them to a match. One of them to a match. Whoever it was. You know. Um, so that's what uh, led to this match, which was James Storm versus... Well, first off, we didn't know. Because they both came out at the same time. We didn't know. Uh, Christopher Daniels basically distracted James Storm. And Kazarian tapped him from behind. So it was James Storm versus Kazarian. Um, again... Very good match. It, it was very similar to their match at, uh, oh, what was the last pay-per-view? Final Resolution, I think. I think that was the last pay-per-view. Um, it was a good match, though. Um, you know, uh, winner was James Storm. And then we went backstage. And it looked like that uh, Ace's Nates, or basically D-Bomb, was talking to who I thought was Ken Anderson. And I'm pretty sure it was Ken Anderson. Very certain. Um, it was an asshole. Put it that way. Uh... Basically, they were trying to recruit Anderson with the ladies, with the hoes, and none other than the Doc Father, again, I'm going to keep calling him Doc Father, uh, comes in demanding that if he is joining since, you know, Sting is returning. And so uh, Anderson gives Doc Father his hammer. Doc Father was like, ooh, this is my stink. Anyways... We go back into the ring. Doc Father calls out Stinger. Uh, good mic work from Doc Father. Um, you know, I actually thought that his, uh, you know, when he was saying Stinger, where are you? I thought that was very disturbing, and I actually really liked him. Made me, you know, made me shiver. You know, like that. You know, sometimes when you are like, I don't know, I don't think you're like cold, but you know, all of a sudden, like it's like I guess it's called goosebumps, right? I had goosebumps over that. Um, so, you know, he's keeps calling out Sting, and all of a sudden a bat drops from the sky, and Doc Father breaks out, and, you know, as he continues to break out, we cut to commercial. Alright. Um, we go backstage, and Brooke Hogan is just entering the impact zone. Uh, the interview asks if she knows where Hulk is, she doesn't, and she says, but I guess we'll find out on live television like we always have. Bitch knows how this shit works, I guess. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't know if she just read the script, whatever. Um, but honestly, if you don't, if you haven't talked to your father in over a week, like, I understand. Like, I don't live with my father. He, like, contacts me every, like, two days or whatever. Um, so, there's that. But, you know, if your father is, like, continuing to ignore you and hasn't answered her calls or whatever, shouldn't you be a little bit more worried about it? That's what I'm just, and that's all I'm saying. Uh, Christian York versus Kid Cash. Uh, this was a tournament for, uh, well, one of the matches for the tournament for the number one contendership for the X Division Championship. Um, the winner was Christian York. You know, it was not a bad match. Uh, I wish it was Kid Cash, though. Honestly, I, a little bit biased there. I thought it should be Kid Cash. No offense. Uh, we go, um, backstage where Chavo Hernandez is. They talk about how not being scared of Jerry Ryan and Matt Morgan. So then it leads to Hernandez versus Matt Morgan. Um, but Matt comes out with a quote-unquote injury. You know, his arm was in a sling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely can't predict what's going to happen next, right? So now instead of Hernandez versus Matt Morgan, it's Hernandez versus Joey Ryan. I guess what? Surprise, surprise! Matt isn't actually injured. So he attacks Hernandez, gets Ryan DQ'd. So damn predictable. I think this is. I think this was actually the worst match of the night. So, don't watch this. That's all I'm telling you. We go backstage. Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, and you know the rookies. Uh, 
Let's first go and Gary Pitchell want to help Kurt and Joe. But all of a sudden, Joe gets, like, angry. Like, all of a sudden, like, no, you can't help us. Like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, get off the steroids, dude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not on steroids. He would look better if he was on steroids, though. <laughs> I'm not promoting the use of steroids. That's, I'm just saying, he would look better. Um, anyways, uh... You know, Kurt, you know, pushes him off and, you know, tells him, it's a cage match. Don't worry about it. You know, blah, 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 blah. We go back into the ring and uh, Hulk Hogan comes out, limping like usual. He talks about, you know, Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan keeps messing up his words. Um, not really messing up the words, but you know how, like, sometimes it's easy to say, please come out here instead of, you know, like, for example, I'm, like, already confusing myself. For example... Say you want someone to come out into the ring. You're like, Bully Ray, come out to the ring. You know, he says, Bully Ray, you want me to talk, brother? You want to talk, brother? Bully Ray, come out here. And Brooke Hogan, since you're sort of brother inside, brother, you know, this argument, brother, you know, come out here as well. Brooke Hogan, come out, Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan. He's, he's like, you know, using way too many words, basically stumbling. And, you know, you know, we can, like, make this quicker. Come on. Come on, dude. Just bring him out. Whatever. Um, so, you know, they come out. Uh, basically, Hulk Hogan, you know, says, I thought I should trust you. You want me to trust you, brother? So why did you tell me? So Bully Ray, you know, apologizes and says that, yes, you know, him and, you know, Brock are, you know, making out. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Hulk Hogan decides to spend, sorry, he decides to suspend indefinitely without pay, Bully Ray. <laughs> and, uh, he kicks both him and Brooke out of the ring. Um, the crowd was so damn confused. I wasn't really confused. I was like thinking, well, well, that's a dick move. I'm thinking, like, Hulk Hogan's now to heal. But maybe that, maybe he's not. Maybe I'm confused. But that's why I kind of got off of it. But, you know, the crowd was very confused and mixed. They had no clue who to cheer for. Um, you know, guess that happens when you have a confusing ass segment. And I mean, really, why, why on earth? No, 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 let's have a conversation about this. So, how, I don't know, realistic do you personally believe in this segment? Like, I understand, you know, wrestling's over the top. We all completely understand that. But how realistic is it that a man who does not like the boyfriend of his, you know, grown-up daughter, decides to suspend him from his company indefinitely without pay because of it. You know, wouldn't normally you could sue for that? Couldn't you, like, sue the company for that and him? So that means that, you know, TNA would have to fire Hulk Hogan because of it? You know, I, I, I'm trying to be real. I know, I'm, you know, there's going to be some people who are going to be like, wow, Chris, you're trying to be too realistic with this crap. I'm trying to tell you the truth. Like, if you're dating someone, well, I guess that you can also bring in, you know, working, you know, you know, dating your coworkers. But I don't think when it comes, when it comes to wrestling, wouldn't, you know, matter. Like, there's always been couples in wrestling. So... I don't know. I'm just saying that it doesn't make sense that Hulk Hogan would suspend, you know, Bully Ray. And, you know, it also, and, you know, I guess that it brings into question who's the bad one here. Is Bully Ray the bad one or is Hulk Hogan the bad one? 
who do you think is bad? Who do you think is heel? You know, whatever. So, I guess it, it brings in curiosity. That's, I guess, the point of it. But the problem is, is that this would never, ever, ever happen. <laughs> like, at all. Like, seriously, in a work environment that allows you to date coworkers, you probably be, you know, sued and successfully sued, and you probably get fired over it. So that's all, that's all I'm saying. So, you know, I'm trying to be realistic here, but, you know, whatever. People are going to hate. People are going to hate it. Haters, you know, haters love me, whatever. We see Joseph Park, you know, getting trained at OVW. Um, you know, I he, he got told that he could be big in TNA, and, you know, in my personal opinion, I wish he did more segments with, you know, Joseph Park. It looks like his ending. Um, I'm very pro Joseph Park. I really do like the character. I think it's very entertaining. Um, I think it's much better than Abyss. So good for him. Good for him. Hopefully that character works out. Hopefully it does work out for him, and hopefully we'll see him wrestle. Uh, we then have a tag team match between Gail Kim and Tara versus Miss Tassmacher and Mickey James. It was a very entertaining tag team match. It was actually the match of the night. Surprise, surprise. Um, the winners was Miss Tassmacher and Mickey James. I was very entertained with this match. Um, definitely the best match of the night. And I think it's actually on the top of my top 100 list right now. So, you know, it's obviously probably not going to last very long. But hell, who knows? Maybe it'll still be in the top 100. Who knows? Um, but I'll talk about my top, you know, three later. Because uh, we're going to be discussing that later. Um, but we go backstage. And we're back in the Aces and Eights, you know, clubhouse with the hoes and all that jazz. Uh, the mask guy says, whoever the mask guy is, uh, there's like a lot of mask guys, but whoever the major mask guy says, uh, you know, said those with masks need to keep them, them, keep them on like their life is on the line. So why? Why? Who the hell cares? What is the problem with Aces and Eights, the people in Aces and Eights, you know, not showing their face? What's wrong with people knowing who the hell you are? Isn't that the point? To be recognized for your hard work? For your, you know, work as in, you know, trying to destroy TNA, doing your goal of we don't know what it is. Like, shouldn't you, like, be proud to show your face? Like, what's wrong What's wrong with, you know, showing your face? Like, in all seriousness, like, what's wrong with it? I don't see any wrong doing in doing it, so, I don't know. And, and there's lots of logic fails when it comes to Ace and Nates. I mean, it's stupid, but, you know, uh, I understand. Lots of logic that doesn't make sense is what Aces and Eights is. And by the way, you know, can anyone tell me, you know, what's the point of Aces and Eights is? You know, what is their goal? Anyone? Um, anyone want to raise their hand and tell me? Anyone want to comment in, you know, the YouTube clip or, uh, God forbid, you know, email me at ring.dambell at gmail.com and tell me what the hell their goal is? Like, what's the point of them? Anyone want to answer to me why the hell should they hide their faces? Like, it makes no sense. You know, and you know what? I can't, you know what? i already seen enough of Raw. You know, Raw was crap. I understand that. But come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You can do better. You can do better, TNA. And of course, you know, this, you know, this, you know, whole turn angle doesn't matter anymore because they're just mid-carters now. Um, you know, it's a mid-card feud. It's not the top feud. You know, top feud is actually... A tie between, you know, Jeff Hardy, Austin Aries, and Bobby Roode, 
and Bully Ray and Hulk Hogan. So those are the top two, you know, storylines. This is like number three. So it's just only a Mick Carter one. So I guess, you know, I don't know if I should care or not. I don't know. Don't know. We go backstage uh, to Hulk Hogan, who's trying to go back to his office with a bunch of, how about now? Or, how about now? They're basically talking, uh, he's talking with Bobby Roode and Austin Aries, who are trying to get a conversation with Hulk, and Hulk is, you know, not having it, and he officially announces that at Genesis, it's a triple threat elimination match for the TNA Championship, and next week, it's going to be Bobby Roode and Austin Aries versus Jeff Hardy and a partner of his choosing. So, that is your main event for next week, so get ready for that. Then we have the main event, which was Aces and Eights versus Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe in a steel cage. Um, before the match started, as Kurt was going into the cage, uh, Doc Father came out of nowhere and knocked out Kurt on the outside. Uh, he tried to lock uh, Samoa Joe inside the cage, and just like the incident where, if you remember, I can't remember what's the steel cage called, but there was an incident where uh, I think uh, one of the wrestlers were trying to escape the cage from the top, you know, because the top had a ceiling, but there was a circle, in, you know, in the middle where you can escape from. And he was trying to get in, but he was having a hard time, like, trying to climb, you know, <laughs> trying to climb out. And it was the same thing here, except that he didn't know how to lock the cage. And so, you know, you saw Devon and um, the other guy there. You know, he trying to bl- they're trying to block off the door so that he wouldn't go through. And, you know, it's taking a while just to lock the cage. Why can't, you know, Samoa Joe try to fight his way out? But he couldn't, so he didn't do that. He just sat there, standing there, doing nothing. So it looked very weak. And, you know what, this match really didn't... It, that didn't really help this match. Maybe if, you know, it was quick, you know, lock, and then I probably would have given it a better rating for this. Uh, yeah, I rate these type of matches just so I can have the top, you know, the top 100. Um, so, the winner was Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. Um, you know, it was a fine match, nothing special. Uh, again, uh, if, you know, Dogfather actually locked the door correctly faster than, or at, or had Samoa Joe tried to escape the cage, it would have made more sense, but, uh, whatever. Um, so after the match, uh, Aces and Eights attack Angle and Joe, um, and then all of a sudden Sting returns, finally, he returns and kicks everyone's ass, and they take off the mask of one guy, wow, one guy, he's got his mask taken off, that's a surprise, huh? And it reveals he is Mike Knox, ah, who cares, no offense, but no, no offense to Mike Knox, I mean, probably a nice guy. But honestly, who cares? Really, who cares? But the crowd seemed very excited about it. But I don't think they knew who the hell it was either. So they were like, Whoa! so whatever. Um, that's it for TNA Impact for this past week. Uh, tell me what you thought of the show or what you thought of Monday Night Raw uh, through email, which is at ringdatdambell at gmail.com or, you know, send me a tweet. Or send me a Facebook message, whatever you want to do. All right, so let's get through some news. There's not, there hasn't been lots of news, but let's just get through some of them. This is on the uh, many news sites, so I guess I have to report it, even though it's not very surprising whatsoever. Um, Matt Foyler over at showrenerdy.com, I guess that's the site they're going for, I guess. 
Uh, got a quote from The Rock regarding his match at WrestleMania 29. The quote is as follows. Quote, The storyline will be that starting this coming Monday for Raw. I'm going, I'm going to go back, and it's going to be a big return. Uh, that will lead to, hopefully, what will be the biggest WrestleMania of all time at Giant Stadium. I will headline that show with someone who I can't say right now. We've got an amazing four months lined up and planned out that will cultivate in the biggest WrestleMania of all time. It's going to be a hell of a thing, unquote. Um, so, uh, I'll follow out this quote from Rock while he was at the Television Critics Association Winter Press Tour. Uh, to promote his uh, TNT reality series called The Hero. Um, so I'm going to guess that they're probably going to record some stuff for his reality show. I totally forgot that The Rock was doing a reality TV show. Um, so uh, no surprise, The Rock um, is going to main event WrestleMania. Um, we don't know who it is, but apparently The Rock knows. So, And I'm not surprised about that either. Probably The Undertaker knows who he's facing. So not that much of a surprise, but... Zack Ryder, the woo-woo-woo kid, we all know and love him, uh, said this on his latest episode of Z True Long Island Story. I'm not going to let WWE kill what I created because I'm going to kill what I created. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill my creation. I'm going to inject Z True Long Island story with a lethal dose of poison. If anybody's gonna kill my creation, I'm gonna do it. Well, uh, you know, Zack Ryder, I think WWE, you know, beat you to the punch. But uh, to all of you who do not know what this thing came out of, it's actually a former uh, skit that I remember watching when I was a little kid, and it was from back in February of 2002. Uh, to all of you, long-time uh, WWF watchers, uh, see if you can recognize this. I'm going to kill what I created. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill my creation. I'm going to inject the WWF with a lethal dose of poison. If anybody's gonna kill my creation, I'm gonna do it. So that was from, again, February 2002, uh, when Vexman Man said that he was gonna bring back the NWO. That's when he turned his chair around. He was looking in the mirror. And he turned his chair around to face the camera, and on the chair it had the NWO letter. So that's when, yeah, so that's where that came from. Anyways, to anyone who actually believes that, you know, Zachary is going to poison himself or whatever, it's not true. Obviously, it's a work. Duh. I don't know how. I guess that we have to tell people because um, people won't know. Anyways, look, I think that it was ever since Zack Ryder put his show on the WWE YouTube channel. Because when he first started, he didn't do that. He did it on himself. He created that show from top to bottom, and it was... You know, perfect. He didn't need. Uh, he didn't need. You know, WWE approval for it. So it was all his doing. Ever since that, he had to put his show on that. You know, YouTube channel, and I don't think he did it voluntarily. I think that they pushed him to do it because they were like, "Look, you're going to put your show on our WWE channel because you already created it. You already have a series. 
and you know, it'll save us money from creating another series for a YouTube channel. So you're going to do it, or else you're going to get fired. So I think he had to do it anyways. And from that moment on, when he switched over, we all knew, we all knew that there was going to be, you know, it was going to end badly. Like, they were going to moderate, you know, his, you know, they're going to moderate his whole entire thing. They're going to look at his videos say, no, you can't have that, you can't have that, you can't have that. It was undoubtedly going to happen. It was so going to happen. And what, it was good while it lasted. And thank God they're going to kill it now. But here's the problem, though. They're going to kill it. What is Zack Ryder going to do? I mean, he's not a guy that gets a lot of TV time. That was the show that got him the TV time. And now, of course, now he's back to, you know, square one where he won't have a, you know, little internet show that will get him popular. He has over a million followers on Twitter. I think that's, yeah, I think he has over a million followers on Twitter. Um, You know, he's very popular among the WWE Universe, but they don't do anything with him. And now he's not going to have a show, and he's not going to be on television, or at least he's going to be on television, but he's going to job. So what the hell do you do with Zack Ryder now? I don't know what you do with Zack Ryder now. Honestly, I, personally, I would put him on television and have him be, you know, a make harder, like he's supposed to. I mean, he's not, you know, a main inventor. I mean, not at least with this gimmick. I think a major heel turn, like... Not not a major heel turn now, but like say you put him back on television and you build him up as a strong middle card baby face. If you do that and you know have him turn heel and basically destroy his own character and have people start remembering him and be like, oh yeah, I like that guy, la, 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 and basically have him do a complete 180, do a heel turn and basically turn on the fans and. Turned on the WWE Universe for saying, you never supported me, so I'm never going to support you. All of you are dead to me. You do that, that would actually be pretty, pretty good. I think that would work. What do you guys think? Do you think that would work? I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm coming with a something here, so I don't know. Maybe it will work. It, I mean, when he was doing that whole entire segment, it wasn't that bad. On just, you know, ex, you know his episode, wasn't that bad. He can be serious if he needs to. I think it was... I don't know. I say he could probably be serious because we couldn't. I couldn't see his eyes. If I could see his eyes, because he was wearing his damn sunglasses. If I could see his eyes, then I probably would give you a definite that would work or that wouldn't work. So I maybe it wouldn't work. I didn't see his eyes, so I couldn't tell. But uh, you know, what do you guys think should happen to Zach Ryder? What do you think he should do? It's almost time to end the show. But before we go, I got one more thing to say. Um, the final number for the WWE Raw rating came in at 2.31. That was a rating, 2.31. Um, the average viewership was uh, 3.552 million viewers. Um, this actually beat out the Christmas Eve episode. Oh, whoa. You know what I mean? Um, but also beat out the live show on December 3rd. So this taped New Year's Eve Raw did better than the live one on December 3rd. So, first off, still inexcusable. This terrible rating. Um, I think this is, you know, saying, oh, wow, it beat the December 3rd, you know, rating, which was one of the worst ratings in WWE Raw history. Wow, ooh, you know what I mean? Well, technically, it would be the worst because, you know, well, actually, you know, it would be the worst, worse in the past 15 years. 
my point is, is that will we see the raw rating go up or will we see it continually going down? Um, a lot of people have been speculating. Uh, that's my phone right there. Um, a lot of people have been speculating that because the rock is going to show up, that the raw that the ratings are going to go up because and also because there's no you know football per se. Um, there is technically still football. There's still championships being done. Um, so a lot of people say that the rating is going to go up. Um, so my prediction is, I think it's either going to go stay steady, like not actually going to go up, but like actually going to stay like at the same range, at the same rating, or it's going to do worse. And in the back, in my heart. And I know this sounds very terrible for the, but but hear me out because I'm this is my this is what I hope for, and my hope is that when next week's raw, this coming week's raw, does even a worse rating, even though that they advertise the rock. And the reason why I say that is because I want the WWE because if it does do that, then Vince McMahon. The WWE writers and everyone in WWE will know that just because The Rock is on the show does not mean people are going to tune in. Not everyone cares about who is on the show. We care about having two hours of entertaining stuff. Period. End of story. I know that's probably not going to happen, but that's what I hope will happen. And it's not because I hate WWE Raw or I hate WWE or I hate Vince McMahon. It's because, that hell, I want to go back to two hours. I want to go back to two hours, and I want the WWE writers to actually create something good. Not these throwaway Raws that just happened these past two weeks. Something good, please. That's all I asked for. That's what I wanted for Christmas, and I didn't get it. But I did get WWE 13, which is actually very good, so... To those of you who remember the uh, the uh, episode a couple a couple episodes ago, I said uh, the top three like wrestling games. WWE 13 is very good, just so you know. It's almost an hour now, and I gotta go through you know all the plugs and everything. So it's time to end the show. Thank you so much for listening to episode nine. Here's some plugs for all of you. I am on Twitter, or the show is on Twitter at. Uh, Ring TDB. So follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash Ring TDB. Also like us on Facebook. We're post. Uh, we're starting to post stuff there as well. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Ring That Damn Bell. Like us over there and uh, comment on any of the posts. Uh, share what you like. All that great jazz. And that's Facebook.com forward slash Ring That Damn Bell. Uh, follow me personally on Twitter at Chris Gunther and uh, follow me on. Uh, you know, uh, or you know, add me or subscribe to me on Facebook. Just look up Christopher Gunther or Chris Gunther. You'll probably find me. All right, and don't forget to check us out on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Ring That Damn Bell. Subscribe over there. Get notified on new clips that will be posted every single day. Check it out. YouTube.com forward slash Ring That Damn Bell. Also, email us Ring That Damn Bell at gmail.com. You got a question? You got a shout out? You whatever the hell you want. Sing it. Send it. At ringdowndownbell at g- gmail.com. Wow. Ooh. And that's pretty much it for this. 
I think this is pretty much it. Yeah. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, all that great jazz. I gotta go. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all next Friday with episode 10, where we will also do predictions of TNA Genesis. Bye!